Hello, Annie Trenders. After a brief break for me to recover from the sheer spookiness of Spooktober, we are back with another episode for all of you. It's me, James, and joining me are... Uh, this is Nico. Uh, I've been finally recovered from my Halloween hangover, and I'm proud to report that my costume of Neko Arc was a success. Excellent. And... Hi everyone, this is Gracie, back from the dead in another dimension. Well, really, I got summoned back by the boys, so... <laughs> Yay, she's finally here! We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> I, I don't want to elaborate any further than that, because I feel like I do a really bad job of explaining it, or it would just sound, like, weird. I mean, I don't, it was yeah, pretty weird from the, like... I don't know, the, one of the meetings we had where I was like, hey, Gracie, when are you coming back to the, the podcast? Like, I asked that, but I asked it in, like, kind of like the sad puppy dog. You had the voice, voice that sounded like a kicked puppy looked. Like... <laughs> and we all know how, like, everyone loves puppies this season, so... It was pretty effective, I guess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it worked, I guess. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you that sad before, Nick. Wow, that's a... Like, not even when we live together. Wow. Uh, that just means I'm good at keeping you happy. I was also right? really surprised when um, you asked me if I was coming back, because I was like, oh, man, I thought you guys were doing perfectly <laughs> well without me. I was, I thought that I would just, like, not be back. <laughs> and, so, and then you were like, are you coming back? And I was like, okay, I guess I am coming back. So... <laughs> There, there definitely were a few times where I'm thinking, like, wow, I wonder what Gracie's take on this thing would be. Because, like, I know you have, like, a different perspective on some things that, like, I, I feel like we had speculated on, like, what, what oh you had gosh. said offline. <laughs> and, like, but it's like, oh, we don't have, like, we're, we're just, like, kind of putting words in Gracie's mouth at this point. <laughs> yeah, the number of times at the beginning of every episode where we're like, oh yeah, so I was listening to the previous Girl Taco episode, and Gracie said this, and Gracie said that. And, and so... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, um, I appreciate the support, Nick. <laughs> anyway, it's great to have you back. And here's here's the thing that, that we're trying to spin this as, is the fact that Girl Taco doesn't do as much of the like weekly anime stuff, and so... Now's your chance to talk about what's airing in, I guess, more depth than the usual topics. Yeah, especially because, like, this season, I'm watching, like, way more shows than ever, like, week to week. and Back-to-back -back bangers, watch, You absolutely. watch everything. And then I found even new shows that, like, I got to watch, finally. <laughs> so, yes. With that, after after Spooktober, which was, which was us just absolutely stealing ideas uh, from Girl Taku, um... We're going to go back to our usual kind of weekly and currently airing anime thing, which means we need to talk about the chart check. This is for week four. This chart was released on November 6th. Let's run down the top 10. In first place, we have Chainsaw Man. In second place, we have Spy Family Part 2. In third place, we have The Eminence in Shadow. In fourth place, we have Mob Psycho 103. In fifth place, we have Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. In sixth place, we have Bochi the Rock. In seventh place, we have Arknights, Prelude to Dawn. 
In 8th place, we have Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. In 9th place, we have My Hero Academia, Season 6. And in 10th place, we have Blue Lock. So, any thoughts on the chart so far? I think the thing that surprises me is that only three shows have gone up, and all of the rest of them have gone down, except for two re-entries, which is more than we normally see. It's not two re-entries, it's one new, and then one re-entry. So, is, really? is Ark Knights new? Because, like, I, I'm, yeah, this Arc was not Knights even on new. my radar at all this season. We need to, we need to, um, I mean, it'll probably get updated in a in a day or so when the new chart comes out, but, like, we need to update that, because the icon that we're using for that is re-entry. Uh, let me look... It's new on Twitter, like the plus sign. The plus sign is new. Interesting. And the re-entry is like the arrows. What are you looking at? <laughs> I'm looking at the top anime chart on the website. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Something's done. <laughs> we have discovered Drop an inconsistency <laughs> in real time. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch the Ark Knights anime because I've started playing the mobile game. Uh, I started like uh, a couple of months ago and have been kind of... I don't know. I've been playing it more, but the nicest thing is that it's, I mean, every gacha game is a Skinner box, but this one is really good at actually getting me to set the phone down and stop playing because it's really, really stingy with its, um, with its stamina. So if I'm grinding for a certain like material for the game, I get to play like maybe seven minutes and it's like, all right, you got to set it down and go away for a little bit, uh, which is actually kind of nice to be forced to put it down, which like, saying that out loud makes it sound like i'm hopelessly addicted that sounds like that does sound like gotcha addict copium right there like i gotta have yeah. to just as someone who's like plays a gotcha but won't commit to, <laughs> to it it's, uh, yeah but i mean it's popular a lot of my friends are playing the arc knights got a pretty wide array of characters and everything else going on with it with the story um i've can i've convinced like two more people at any trans to start playing well me and a couple other uh staff members I think one thing, anyways, on another topic, I guess, from the top ten, this is the first time we've seen Chainsaw Man at number one, and this is with, um, because it comes out on Tuesday, this is the, uh, or the, the show comes out on Tuesday. No, this is the second time. I, I have a pretty good memory of it, so. What is it? Let me see. Week, yeah. week three, we got week two. Oh, week two, you're right, because, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like that it's funny how it's like it's like another image of power because it's now it's just power sitting on her toilet throne. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like constant back and forth right now between Chainsaw Man and Spy Family, so. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, we kind of expected that at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Again, like, I, admittedly, uh, our four buckets are no longer all four because Eminence and Shadow is is bursting into the scene and up the ranks, which I'm excited about because I think it's a good show, even though I'm really bad at articulating it, which is why my Annie Bites for it lies dusty and forgotten in the bottom the bargain Eminence bin of that ride. Shadow, I, so I like the story and I definitely, uh, based on the manga panels I've seen people post online, I think the author kind of does a better job of leaning into what they're trying to portray versus the anime because the first two episodes of the anime makes it seem like they're dead serious about the story. And so they got a lot of like edgy, like teenage boys totally excited for it. Not that there's anything wrong, you know, because everyone has their taste. I have my teenage girl taste once upon a time as well. 
but then when it became more clear after the first two episodes that it's basically one ginormous parody on the whole isekai genre and with the character with the main character that is really a complete idiot while also not being an idiot at the same time um then they started to get lose interest because they realize now that it's more of a parody rather than an actual um it, yeah it will not give them their self-insert edgelord fantasy right it, or if anything it calls them out a little too much on it because of all the protagonist is so then it started to yeah. lose interest and people were like oh you know this started out so great but now it's no longer as great when ironically i started to get more interested in it because i realized that it, they're starting to lean in more on the fact that it's a ginormous parody but then it shot up again because of the most recent episode where uh, the main character or Shadow, uh, Shadow Seal, he has two, uh, he has two names, uh, got to like show off his powers, and so that was obviously very hype for people. So that's why it jumped up for me. Yeah, I think that's the that's the intri- that's the intriguing part about the Eminence and Shadow is that it is like really campy when like because the main character is basically an idiot savant, like he's very stupid but manages to get everything right. Um, he's stupid, but and... he's not at the same time. Like it's it's weird yeah. because he genuinely is stupid, but then he genuinely isn't. So it's it's a very confusing but also amusing combination. So yeah, the way I tried to describe it over text in the my first writing, and I think which didn't work, and I'm going to try to do it with words in my voice because I can then add a bunch of and ums that uh, allow me to say things more descriptively than in in the writing format is i i think of it as like improv Mm -hmm. because he thinks he's making up this story and so he's improvising this which at some point normally falls apart because you say something that just isn't true but the world is also in on it and it just keeps yes ending him so he'll say something and the world is like yes you are correct the thing you said that you were just making up that is the way things are also this following thing is true and so everything that he you know the fact that everything that he makes up happens to be right keeps i i like it because it keeps mounting tension because you're just waiting for when when that breaks you're waiting for for when somebody realizes oh he's been you know making this up as he goes along um and we still haven't gotten to that point yet in the uh i think it's originally a light novel i'm only reading the manga adaptation but we haven't gotten to that point in the manga adaptation Mm -hmm. which is exciting yeah, no, I think I definitely, uh, so I, when I started it, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's a little weird for me and like not to my taste. And then once we got to third episode, I was like, never mind, I like this. So I think yeah. my only gripe with it is, of course, like, there's still the necessary fan service, which I'm like, okay, if you're going to do a parody of it, you don't need the, the fan service to be there as well. But at the same time, I'm like, what do I expect at this point of anime? I've kind of gotten used to it. So, I mean, I have gotten used yeah. to it, but begrudgingly. So, I'm still going to call it out in my head. <laughs> like, I, f- I feel like with ReZero, like, I feel like there's there's just no more bottom at that point. Because the entire show of ReZero was, like, berating otaku and otaku lifestyle. And then, at the same time, is, like, one of the biggest, like, eat a car sub, like, things out there. Yeah, Itasha. Yeah, it's the it's the um if you idolize them you missed the point. That's what ReZero is, but it became too popular. Now that message is lost. I mean, but ReZero was really well written. It did have really good character development. So. Exactly. No, it hurts. It hurts so much. Yeah, I one of my friends who had wa- rewatched ReZero cuz he really loved it the first time around. 
And then the second time he rewatched it, he was like, oh my God, like I didn't realize how misogynistic I, uh, or I didn't realize how, how sexist uh, uh, Subaru was at the beginning, like casually sexist. It, it just like flew over his head the first time he watched it because he was more like enticed by what's going on, you know, the actual mystery of things. Yeah, you're distracted by the story because the story is interesting and the world is is something that you want to get right. involved in. So I do that all the time. The second time since he was able to pay attention more to other things, since he kind of knows where the mystery is going already, he was just like, I like do not remember Subaru being this casually sexist at the beginning. I was like, yeah, that was actually the point of his character. So he was like, wow. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then it was the shadow is in third. I am, I, funnily enough, I'm not watching a lot of the top ten, despite the fact that I am watching a lot of anime. A lot of my top tens are not in the top ten. <laughs> oh my, what a what a what an excellent premonition. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. Um, well, the thing is, I so I know Mob Cycle right now is just effing excellent. Like, and. Based on what Isabel has told me and or us and Girl Taku, because she's highlighted Mob several times for our topics, I know the story is really, really great. Like in a way that isn't one punch man comedy great, but like genuinely great. However, I missed out on the train for the first two seasons. So now that I am more interested in it, I'm watching so much anime every um every airing season that I'm like, I I'm just not gonna have time to catch up to it so. yeah it's basically impossible for you to ever play catch up like i think the only time i've only ever seen you watch a show after it's aired once and that's because Medi and i bothered you about it for almost a year that and i did have a slot open because i had a slower season so um but if i yeah. were to have a slower season i mean i guess i could but i know it's not gonna be next season because i already took a peek at next season and i'm kind of dead for next season so um so Mob Cycle is fourth, which I'm sure is well-deserved. I, I just simply have not watching it. Fifth is Bleach, which, you know, I'm, you know, not watching that one either. I am really happy to see Bochi the Roth doing so very well. I was really excited about that one. And it is, like, it's not the typical type of anime that would, like, reach top ten in regards to a popularity poll. But the fact that it is just makes me really happy. So, um, but yeah, aside yeah. from Bochi the Rock, the other one I'm watching is Blue Lock, which is just not made for me at all. Like, it would not be <laughs> in my top 10 because it was not made for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching as much as I should be either. I want to watch Bochi the Rock. And I think, uh, like, a lot of this is, is is me going, I'm interested in this, either because I've read the source material or I just see so much fan art. Like, I told myself I'd start Gundam, uh, The Witch from Mercury, and I still haven't yet. Um, but I keep getting bombarded with, with like memes and fans. Oh, it's fine. It. I, I it's am because... too. And I'm not going to watch that series ever. Because oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm wow. sorry. I'm telling Agnes wow. on you. Cause like, oh my God. I don't... No, and that's the thing. Like this week's episode was nuts. So this isn't even part of the top 10 right now from the, this isn't counted on this poll, but like, no, I, I was seriously watching this, this episode alone. And I was actually like, like actually audibly like gasping during that thing it was it was nuts absolutely amazing show i need to start i I told myself i'd watch it and then homework got in the way and then i got my homework stuff dealt with and i'm I started just watching so sorry but i really hate mecca <laughs> like i have a burning 
hatred for it's, Mecca. It's it's a it's not a it's Mecca a show. Shoujo that's disguised as I a Mecca. I cannot do like, okay, like okay. So here are the uh, Meccas that I could do. I've done Code Geass, and even then, the Mecca stuff annoyed me. So, uh, but. Okay, Kogias annoys me for many reasons. But I did do Kogias. And then 86 is considered Mecha, but the Mecha isn't really the typical Mecha that is in anime as well. So I, in my own ways, like it almost didn't, doesn't count. So, um, and that's it. <laughs> that's the only two Mecha. <laughs> You just described 8686 the way that people would describe Gundam the Witch from Mercury. The way that you're like, yeah, it's got mechas in it, but it's not really. A, it's like, yeah, no, there's no, a robot. I, I meant the shape of the mechas. Like, even oh, like what the actual You don't like the fact are. that they look like people? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> no. Oh. I was going to say, if you at all mention Visions of Escaflona, you're not allowed to say that you're not going to watch Gundam the Witch from nope. Mercury. But then I realized that's an old show and you don't really watch retro shows. Uh, I, I have seen retro shows back when I was in the past, but I do remember starting it and seeing the giant robots and being like, eh, and then shutting off. So <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say like, I'm not going to get mad. I'm actually feeling a little bad because that, that removes so much good media from, from what you could potentially watch if just having people shaped robots are in it is, is that much of a turnoff, but I eh. just cannot stand giant robots. <laughs> like that's just the truth of the matter i can't stand them so <laughs> so i know a lot of people even grotaku fans have been like are you gonna watch this and i'm just like no i i just i, I hate that guy i genuinely hate it with the birdie passion so. so so the one thing is like this this show is like honestly trying to capture that audience that normally doesn't watch mecha which is why I'm like I'm kind of like quietly like I'm I'm pretty sure this is this this will be the one for you, Gracie. Um, <laughs> and the main thing is like I I guess from other episodes I've I've covered this before, but the main director has um done a lot of light novel stuff from Revolutionary Girl Utena. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of it is kind of this mix of genres that heavily inspired a lot of shoujo down the line, including um. Revue Starlight, which borrows like a ton of stuff from Utena, which again I also I also bully Medi being like, why haven't you watched this show? Because this is amazing. Um So like I, I don't like I guess the focus on Witch from Mercury is more like about different conglomerations fighting their politics in the backdrop of a school setting. But like the robots are not really front and center. It's it's like imagine you challenging someone to a duel where instead of using muskets or pistols or swords, they just or trading both, card game. They both get giant robots to settle their differences, and that's kind of what it, it like a lot of the format of this episode of the show is right now. But there's a lot kind of under the surface um, to it, both with uh, Suleta's character growth, um, kind of being her own person, as well as even just kind of her own relation with with her mecha, which. I guess the thing that's kind of unique about it in the context of like a Gundam world is that it's a very autonomous Gundam and we don't really know why it's like that. We're normally in that world. Oh, the robot with sass. Okay. The, 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 the robot, like it can't talk, but you can definitely feel like something else is there. And they're kind of like this, this they're like sisters essentially like her, like her relationship with the robot is like a brother, like a sister relationship. And normally in this world, like, 
robots or mobile suits that end up using they call it like the gun format that allows the pilots to go into the robot and mecha like that actually ends up like killing the pilot in the process as as they get used to it and so everyone's trying to figure out like how is she able to do all this stuff and not have it have any like negative effect on her um while also battling all of this internal politics among like the control over um Mjordan, who doesn't want to do what her father tells her to do as as basically being like essentially an object of value um i don't know how to describe it better but it sounds it sounds sound, i think we've played our case as good as we can nick i don't think grace is gonna watch it <laughs> james like matter of fact conclusion out of this <laughs> if there's anything i've learned in my years of life it's uh when to walk away <laughs> <laughs> stubborn <laughs> so yeah um, nick you 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 don't understand that i have experienced trying to get gracie to watch a show it took a year okay we, we have a year we've got plenty of years left in our lives <laughs> <laughs> okay here's the thing if it's like a one season sort of deal i can probably shift uh, i can probably shift it into like my watch list once and if i hit a slow season which is what happened for me to add review Starlight in the first place. <laughs> However, if there is not a slow season, it's not going to be watched. If anime <laughs> is forever good, we will not need Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. Is what you're saying. <laughs> so that that's a that's a happy challenge, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as anime is always excellent. I guess you have a point. Maybe in five years when there's no more anime that interests me, then yeah, I can totally watch it. <laughs> God, could you imagine us? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow, how many topics are we going to talk about if we manage to keep this podcast up for five years? I, I, so no, I, I'm, I'm, sure I'm like, I'm actually it. a little stunned right now because I'm trying to think like every Sunday, I think. Agnes and I are just bombarding the group chat with like all of the stuff from the episode, and I'm like, wait, is it just us that's watching? It's it? just the two and of you. Nobody else. Oh my god. So Agnes, I, wait, no, I think Medi, I think Medi watches it too. Yes, yeah, Medi watches it. Agnes does like In loving do, memory. Like do, does do this to like try to entice me to watch it. So she's already been on that mission, but she's started to give up. <laughs> she's learning the lesson that I have learned. Because she tried it with one piece and she's just like, here's another little Oh God. I think like yeah that's hard. One okay, one piece is different. One piece I, is like a thousand episodes. And I told her I was like, Agnes, my coworker and friend from work has tried since the day we met and became friends. So that's been like five years and uh or actually four. So that's been four years. For four years, he nonstop kept trying to get me to, and I'm just like, no means no. I have consent on this matter. <laughs> And I was like, I don't think you're going to get me to budge if my coworker who has been diligently trying for like four years has not gotten me to budge. And finally, she was just like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so, I like I promise I will outlast you. So. One piece is different. I will. I will. I will concede that if anybody tells me like you should watch this, it's a thousand episodes. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, so, not happening. Big, Nick big has tried to convince me to watch seven movies and I still haven't been able to do it. Uh, who? I was trying to get him to watch Garden of Sinners. 
Oh. Like, I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to introduce some culture in James's life, man. Like, oh, so bad about that. Um, Look, anytime I'm in school, it's basically impossible for me to watch more than three shows. Movies are almost out of the question. Mm. All right. Well, All right. I know we have like a bigger topic, and I'm. <laughs> <talking about it>, so. <laughs> All, right. All right. So moving on to other things, let's talk about our main topic, which I picked because I was run. I couldn't think of anything, and then I realized I want to talk about a show. What is a way for me to do that? Uh, so enough beating around the bush. Today's topic episode is shows we really like that aren't in the top ten. So we've all been following our charts, and we watch a lot of shows. And as Gracie mentioned, you know she doesn't. She's watching a lot of shows that aren't in the top ten. I am watching some shows that aren't in the top ten. I know Nick is watching some some shows that aren't in the top ten. Uh, and so I want us to talk about at least one and figure out why we like them and if we think other people should watch it. You know, a little bit of persuasive. Uh, persuasive argument and also you know the usual kind of description i have a list is that okay (laughs) i yeah absolutely uh would you like to go first shouldn't i go last in this case because i have so much or is it better yeah sure um nick do you want to go first you want me to do it Uh, i'm gonna go first and this is kind of a weird exception and like only because it's not technically airing this season, but I finally got it this season. Is it? Is it Tatami? Um... Yes, it is. Oh, the Tatami. Yeah, Yul Johan's Time Machine, uh, Time Machine Blues. Blues. Oh my god, this is the best show I've been watching all year. Um, I'm only an episode in, obviously, but like, but from from a personal perspective, I love the Tatami Galaxy. It's like one of my favorite so shows good. all time. Um, and I'm sure I made James either watch it or. I told him we to watch watched it. it in Dak. Yeah, exactly, and it was it hits that perfect vibe of like, wow, I'm a young impressionable college student who has fears for my future, and then I watched Atomic Galaxy, and it was incredibly relatable. <laughs> and um, yeah, it kind of follows the same vibe, I guess, from the nice short walk on girl, and uh, because like it's the same characters that are in the same university, um, and I guess the key thing is that it's like a sequel slash side story but because of the nature of the show it kind of could just fit in its own canon and not really matter at that point um because i guess the basic premise for tatami galaxy is that you have a main character named watashi or like unnamed he's like kind of like a senpai uh protagonist protagonist. he's 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 just a protagonist um and he has dreams of basically living his rose-colored campus life is, as he says, basically involves uh, getting all the friends, like doing the best, uh, having like a, a raven-haired maiden uh, love interest, uh, which in this case, I guess, is Akashi, who's voiced by Maya Sakamoto, but she doesn't really fit any of that same vibe because she's very cold, she's very direct, but in a kind of like very endearing kind of way. Um, so like a lot of the characters are very unique in like kind of like the vibe they play because like Watashi is a terrible person as like far as like a um narrate narrator he's got goes. incel vibes at the yeah, beginning yeah he, he has kind of like the major vibes of like because he's so trying to get this like perfect uh campus life he loses sight of like actually living in the moment like he doesn't he he's so worried about making decisions the future that he doesn't live in the present to be like a bad decision that he doesn't really live to like his his best life and so the premise of each episode is that 
he kind of has some different choices that he makes throughout his college life. Like, so like one episode, he uh, ends up joining a movie club. And then by the time the net, that episode ends, the time has like basically looped and reset. And so now he's in a completely different alternate alternate universe where instead of him joining a movie club, he, just, he joins the tennis club. He decided club, to be a tennis joins... club or he joined a cult or he, um, uh, what, what there was one where he like just decided to just say he was above joining organizations and then together with his uh frenemy ozu they just decided to just ruin people's love lives <laughs> like and they yeah. just and so like ozu is is voiced by uh uh hiroyuki yoshino so he's very distinct uh voice but he's like this troublemaker guy who like no matter what choices that the main protagonist makes um, he's always kind of stuck with this guy and he's like this troublemaker. He's the devil on his shoulder. Literal devil guy that like is trying to cause as much chaos for like people around him and like his main protagonist, which uh, he says it's kind of like an act of love because it's just it's how, I how show he shows my love. his love. It, it's, and that, that's kind of like the basic premise for like the Tatami Galaxy. And so because of like the nature of the show and like the character dynamics, like the Tatami Time Machine Blues could just be like an alternate um path that the protagonist ends up going through um so you don't really need to watch that or you don't even really need to watch the nice short walk on girl but because they're like two of my favorite things ever in anime that like i kind of recommend just watching them all um so the main Please premise watch these shows yeah so the main premise for tatami time machine blues is that uh watashi is living his best life in summer because he finally got the really really good mythical uh room that has air conditioning so he's he's gonna have a great great summertime working on his hot bod improving his life and hopefully be like an absolute god of a person by the time the next term rolls around where unfortunately uh they broke the remote of their uh air conditioning so now it's it's their room is now just a hellscape just like the rest of the entire hot apartment and so then somehow they ended up finding like a time machine, which is just a single tatami mat with a chair on it. And so right now it's like, you don't really know what, what they're going to do with it because like there's some moments in this first episode where the protagonist is being told like, Oh, you said you were going to do this. And he has like no memory of it or like some people were in different spots with no memory. So like, there's probably some weird time travel shenanigans happening where they're using the mat and like going around and, messing messing with stuff um what else could i describe with it because like the 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 thing that's like so distinct about the show is that like the dialogue is really fast um at the very beginning i think that like if you were to watch like the first minute of both shows it's intentionally uh incredibly hard to keep track of like what he is saying but like like where he's he's describing like the, the campus he's describing like all of the different interactions of his life but it kind of lends itself into showing like how much he like overthinks every single interaction in order to like get to his perfect life. And like, there's some characters that I think that are, that are hilarious that like return. Like I I think every character from the original Tatami galaxy is in Tatami time machine blues in their own way. I mean, you still have like, uh, Joe Busaki, who's like the main jerk, uh, voiced by Junichi Sawabe, who's like, essentially the king of the movie club um he's like a seventh year student he just keeps flunking his class no that, that that's higuchi but yeah higuchi is also oh, no, my no. favorite uh 
No, he, well, Higuchi is as well, but uh, or are they Uzaki both? Yeah, because like, oh, because I forgot yeah. that dynamic. But yeah, that probably makes sense if he's just been like the top dog forever. But he like he fails his classes, but he's like the head of the movie club, so he decides what everything happens. Um, but Higuchi is hilarious because he's like a lo- like a god of matchmaking, but he's also a student in his like late thirties at college because he's too chill to take any classes or pay rent or do anything and so he's just like that embodiment of like the chillest dude you've ever known in college but are also curious as to how he, how the heck he's actually there yeah they're like how are you here you literally like never pay rent you never uh never go to, class. Never go to class you're officially a student but no one has ever seen you do anything student wise <laughs> He's also got a really funny character design because he has this just gigantic, gigantic chin. Yeah, no, I, I love his chin. Because that's the other thing. It's, it's made by Science Saru, so like it has this like really, really distinct art style with it. Um, I don't know how to describe it because like have either of you seen like Nia Short Walk On Girl or like the original or No, I watched didn't, it together. So Nick. I can't watch this so one. So <laughs> great Gracie hasn't seen any of it, and I have seen everything that you've seen. So that's the thing, because, like, the first episode for Tatami Time Machine Blues is, like, pretty much, like, here's an introduction of all the character dynamics, like, off the bat. So, like, even if you didn't, um, even if you hadn't seen any of the shows, like, I think it's still completely I was interested in it when it was first announced until the mouse, like, trapped it in the house. So, um... But yeah, I was interested in it. But I also learned it was like a sequel. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can watch it if I haven't seen the former. So yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, it, it's a, like, I don't, I wouldn't even really call it like a sequel just because of the fact like that the, the original format was like, uh, he joined a different club in this, or like, it was like, here's a, here's a snapshot of what his life looked like if he made a different choice here. And like, it, it would always do a essential time loop reset. Yeah, um, like almost every episode, it was it's like Monster of the Week, except this time it's Club of the Week, or, you know, what choice does he make this time around? Yeah, like, like how does he mess it up by still being in this, like, overthinking habit? Because he doesn't have the guts to talk to Akashi, even though, like, it's like, even if she's, like, very blunt and icy, but it's like, it's, it's like, it's so frustrating, but you're also like, like, at the end of the day, you're like, please, you need to, like, grab the future you want, mm-hmm. if you, if that's what you're gonna do. Yeah. Um, but the point I was trying to say is, like, because of that, like, the very first episode's extremely fast-paced um, narrative, like, all the descriptions that he just blasts at you, like, in the first, like, couple minutes, like, that all gets read by really quick because there's so much of it is, like, reset at that point. Like, there's an assumption that, like, by the time you've you, you watched, like, the third or fourth episode, like, he's, he's doing, like, similar descriptions of a lot of the world because it's like describing to you as if you haven't seen anything else again. And like, because of that, it ends up, um, I I guess it becomes like less daunting as you go. Like, I I guess the only other like similar, um, description would be like the Monogatari series where like the, a lot of the dialogue is like really fast, but like very dense. Um, I would say, like, this show is in that same kind of realm of, like, it's fast, it's dense, it blows by you really quickly, but, like, because of the fact that it's able to, like, reset itself after every episode, that it ends up um, not actually It's okay that lost. it blows by you. Yeah. Yeah, because you'll you'll get it eventually. It's good. I mean, I was already excited to watch it when it got announced. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it, which, again, the refrain of so many shows. 
Gracie, I think you would find it interesting. I don't know if you would like it because. Uh... Oh, I already found it interesting. Okay, if, cool. If like I can get a confirmation that, um, basically what I need is well, first of all, I don't have Disney Plus, so <laughs> it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu right now. Actually, that was what I wanted to say. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That's so, why Nick was inquiring oh, I... earlier on if we had a Hulu account. <laughs> okay. I, it's a little late for me to start now. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Nick. I, I can add it to the list, and when I have a slow season, I can check it out. So. Is it is it a 12-episode series, or is it um, is it shorter than that? Because my assumption was that it was, like, basically an OVA set, but if it's actually, like, a full proper These Are 12 Episodes, then... Uh, um, it's actually only I mean, six episodes, oh yeah that's okay. why that's why then i thought I it was like an ova, an OVA. Yeah. yeah like it's OVA. like that's what i'm saying like i don't know what happened with the show like why it's such a weird release because like obviously like it was released on disney plus in japan and then at that point they didn't really know how to release the show like it really took bleach to be like oh we need to find someplace to like put this right now because people really want to watch the new bleach on a platform we own and i don't think they would have just straight up put bleach on disney plus in the u.s like i, I don't know I just, I, just, <laughs> I just see some child like clicking on it and then like their parent immediately canceling disney plus for not realizing that there's like an entire section of like violent cartoons um it's the it'll it'll just be a, it'll honestly be like a resurgence of like the anime panic back in the late 80s early 90s where everybody assumed anime just meant tons of gore and like sexual violence except now they're just going to be concerned because like oh no a lot of parents are going to think that anime just equals regular violence yeah and like that's what part of work i'm kind of confused on how it like again because of the like it's so repetitive and in the same nature like the the background of from what i've been seeing is that it's based off of a stage play written by makoto ueda of the same name called summertime machine blues um nice so it's like a stage play that I guess because it could be recontextualized into the same characters dynamic. That's pretty cool. I like stage plays. Yeah. It's also directed by Natsume Shingo, who did um, Sunny Boy, I think, last Oh, uh, but that season. anime confused yeah. me a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it's got that, it's got that crazy animation. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a slice of life, but also like got has such a crazy cartoon animation to it that like just gives it so much life in like all of the characters like live and breathe in this this wild animation that's really good i i, I need to watch it i will i'll probably watch it once i'm done with the semester because then i will actually have time all right i'll go next i think i've talked about this on the podcast before but i want to i want to get a little bit more in depth especially now that more episodes are out and i can more accurately describe what's going on i want to talk about do it yourself oh yeah, uh, a yeah. show yeah, a uh, a show that I did not know about until Crunchyroll Expo, and then I went with some of the other anime trending folks to watch the premiere, and immediately fell in love. Like, I knew I was going to love this show uh, after just the first episode, and so far that has 100% been the case. Um, so the series follows the do-it-yourself club at, um, at Gata Girls High School, and they like they build stuff they do the like do it yourself they're making crafts and activities and and furniture and decoration and all you know all that kind of good stuff but it's also about building the club back because originally the club is one member and then it becomes two members and then 
which is the you know, main character joins as the second member, and then she has to go out and find you know enough members to get the five required to keep the club around. So you know, it's kind of a a pretty standard setup in that aspect of club is gonna die, gotta go, gotta go get enough people to join the club. Um, but I just find it it I it's a very character driven show in terms of you look at a character and you watch them act and how they talk and interact with everybody else, and you usually kind of find it pretty endearing and even just some smaller comedy moments make it amusing but the kind of through line lesson that's been hammered home you know over and over and over again is that making things yourself has value and is important and should not be discounted even in today's modern era because this takes place in kind of a futuristic you know uh setting where there's drone delivery and an autonomous bus that takes people to school and all this other stuff where the where our main character, whose name is Yura Selfu, Serufu, which, a stupid pun, which I absolutely adore. Uh, her neighbor goes to a different school, which is UU Vocational School, which is like the super high tech, you know, they have hologram projector lessons and robots that run through the school and everything like that. And so um, who's... Yua calls Pudin, which is not her actual name, but she gets called that so much in the show, I can't actually remember what her real name is. Um, Pudin is very kind of disdainful of the the do-it-yourself kind of vibe, and from what I can tell, is an excellent tsundere, because Yua and Pudin used to hang out when they were, like, young kids, and Yua's trying to, like, hey, we were friends, we should still be friends, and Pudin is like, no, I don't want to be friends, with you and then looks sadly out the window across the street into us you know at us house like oh but secretly i do it's great it's it's beautiful um i lost my train of thought because of how funny i find all the characters um right now they're still kind of getting the club together there's six episodes out um and they like every episode basically follows the format of introduces a new character to join the club and, and, you know, they discover something about the do-it-yourself club or the do-it-yourself kind of mentality that they enjoy. Um, they Everybody works together on a project, and then, you know, then the episode ends. Uh, you know, it's, it's a very easy show to watch, you know, pick up, put down. Um, I've, I've seen a couple comparisons to Yuru Camp in that kind of, like, cute girls doing cute things but also like relaxing vibes. And I think that is a little true. Um, I definitely think the the comparison is apt to a certain degree. Um, but while Yudu Camp really did focus a lot on some of the more practical aspects of camping, do-it-yourself is does a little bit less. Like you still get some basic lessons on like, here is how you put together a bookshelf, but there's less time spent on like the nitty gritty step-by-step details, which I understand why. Uh, because in Yudokamp's case, it's pretty easy to just gesture in the general direction of camping equipment and be like, this is how it works. Whereas uh, a step-by-step process, like, for example, building a bench. Uh, for some folks, they might not want to watch a bench-building tutorial in the form of an anime. They'd rather watch, you know, the characters interact. Um, I like the character designs and the animation style. Uh, the hair is is drawn very interestingly. It's a lot of a lot of just solid shapes 
with less hair texture, which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, have either of you watched Do It Yourself? I realized I was rambling for a really long time. I watched it. I, it's a little slow for my taste, personally. I like uh, Bochy the Rock more out of the two, uh, and I think it might have to do with the fact that the protagonist is a little too ditzy for my taste as well. So, Because <laughs> um, as you know, I tend to enjoy anime depending on how much I um, I connect with the characters, and I, and the main character is super duper ditzy and it was it's a little too much for me sometimes as well as there's another new character recently where she just ends everything with meow you know like all cat like and stuff and that just gives yeah. me the heebies jeebies so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I, I will I will admit I will admit that her verbal tech is kind of obnoxious yeah so I think that those sort of things does kind of like eat into my enjoyment of the anime but as its own it's still really fun and I I wouldn't say I dislike it you know so yeah yeah, I I think I, I agree with with both of your points there, Gracie. I think for me, watching the main character, you, I don't like watching her alone. I like watching her with other characters because watching the other characters interact with her is what is what gives me life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the verbal tick, I think her name is actually just Nekomiya. I might be wrong, though. Uh, the verbal tick is a little obnoxious. Um, I do like... Joboko, the the transfer student from England, mostly because the just gratuitous use of the English language. Oh, see, that also gave me the heebies cheebies. So. <laughs> oh, I think it's really, I think it's really funny, uh, because I have, I have, uh, this is a context, I guess, you un- more unique to me, which is there's a character in Bang Dream that uses like english all the time and is also short and also has that kind of attitude and so i'm getting like secondhand amusement of like haha i laughed at the last time this happened so i'm gonna laugh at it this time in terms of like this character short sassy and speaks english nick you should watch do it yourself i should have i know like i need something more wholesome uh to like i guess how would I describe it? Like, I, I I, don't think I'm watching anything wholesome, like, genuinely. Except for, like, the the quiet moments in um, Gundam. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> those, Gundam those counts in this case. <laughs> Gu- Gundam was wholesome until, like, the last episode, and I was I was pretty scarred. But, um... Do it yourself is consistently wholesome. That That's, that's awesome. That's what I want to see. Um, yeah. I... Oh, God. I was just saying, I was like, I, I was going to like watch that at, at Crunchyroll Expo. I think it was that same time slot, but I had like an interview like right there. So it was like, I, I was probably like 50 feet away, but in a separate room while we were doing all of the interview stuff at the time. It's very good. Yeah. I, I think you'll enjoy it. I, I like it. It's got a really fun opening theme song that i think is kind of cute and the ending animation sequence is kind of adorable uh because it shows some pets making making a guitar which is pretty funny um and then uh what was the other thing that i was gonna say oh yeah the whole actual like premise of just making things really want it, it fills me with the like the urge to create things like make stuff physically uh which reminds me of a meme of like i think it's actually like anime subtitles but it's this guy like sitting 
on a rock with a pad of paper and a pencil and he's like staring at a tree and the subtitles are just like grunting noises and then at the end he throws it in the air and screams i must create and then runs away i i'm laughing so much dude because of like the personal stuff with um you and and miles thomas because like from all from knowing miles for quite a while uh, he really likes do it yourself for like the same reasons as you, which goes into like that same big folder of like weird coincidences in character traits that Miles and James kind of have. Because I remember he would like show so much of all of like the random like projects he would be doing, like building a deck for his like backyard or something while he was still <laughs> chicken coop. Yeah. yeah, he was building a chicken coop. He was building all this like while he was at Crunchyroll, and it was just like super funny of like this whole like. It's like it's like he wants to get to that like living off the land nitty gritty sort of uh, self reliance vibe, but it it was just super funny coming from him and like um, I, I think you both kind of had those same vibes <laughs> for other reasons too. Just that I don't I yeah. don't think there's enough time to like psychologically break down James uh, this episode. We'll make that a bonus episode <laughs> yeah. if we ever get around to yeah. it. <laughs> Just lay lay my lay my brain and and psychology out on the surgery table for Nick and Gracie to dissect and display. It'll be like an operating theater, so <laughs> it'll be like old, it'll be an old timey operating theater where I'm on the floor in the center, and there's a bunch of people on like theater style seating in a circle around, just looking down. We just do like a Great this stuff. is your life sort of montage of everything, and then we're just we're just we're just gonna sh- put it on the internet. It'll be great. Yeah, there we go. That definitely won't backfire. (laughs) All right. Gracie, you have a list. I'm excited to hear what's on the list. (laughs) Okay, so I was going to go in alphabetical order via Japanese names because I made like I made my watch list via Japanese names before I learned what the English names are for. But anyway, uh, the first I want to guess. I want wait. Can I guess real quick if one of the if the show is on there? Okay, yeah. Is Bibliophile Princess on there? Uh, yeah, actually, but I'm going to talk about it very briefly. Okay. Yeah. I read some of the manga for it, and I was like, ooh, this is really good. I should watch the show. Yeah. Uh, so the first one I have is The Little Lies We Tell. Tell. It's a comedy anime, and it's so, so funny. So it looks like you're wholesome, and it is actually wholesome, but it's much more funny. Uh, it looks like you're wholesome, like cute girls doing cute things uh, sort of situation. However... All of the girl, all of these girls are not normal. One of them is an alien who like crashed onto like Earth and into this high school and used her superior like sci-fi device to essentially hijack people's brains to make them feel like she's a student in this school and she's been here forever. And then the second girl is actually an assassin, <laughs> a ninja who decided to run away from her like assassin life and is trying to just live the life that she always wanted, which is really mundane and getting to enjoy like small and cute things in life. And then the third girl is a telepath who knows everyone's secrets because she can read their minds and thoughts. And so she knows that all her friends are like really weird and like something is going on with them, like, or they're all really weird. And then the fourth one isn't even a girl. It's a guy. Oh my God. And he's like, cry, 
cross-dressing as a girl in this all-girls school. And to add a twist to it, the girl who has telepath po- telepathic powers, she can only read thoughts, like, of girls. So she was like, I can never read, like, Subasa's like, that's the, like, quote-unquote girl's name that's actually a guy. It's like, I can never read Subasa's like, thoughts, but it's because that it's, because she's always gone to all girls schools, she's never really realized that she can only hear thoughts that are girls and not guys. So it never occurred to her that, you know, the person beside her that she thinks she just cannot read that person's thoughts is actually because it's a guy and not because uh, somehow they are unique. And it's sort of their shenanigans because they're all hiding the secret from each other. And it comes with like a lot of caveats and stuff. It's just really really funny one of the episodes had me laughing so hard that i was just holding my stomach because uh one of my favorite element of the anime is that the author does a really good job of showcasing sort of like the affections and how girls friendships and girls circles uh, friendship circles operate but of course one of them being a guy he's not really used to that sort of dynamic and so one of the things he's uh, he's doing is that he's learning to adjust to it and he even like has monologues where he thinks about that where he's like okay like my time with the girls have taught me that girls tend to be more openly affectionate to each other and they'll you know give each other's gifts for their birthdays without any prompting and stuff like that so one of the cute things that he did is he didn't remember like when each of the girls birthdays are but he like knew one of them was coming up per se so he went ahead and like bought a gift in a store and like wrapped it and just kept it in his backpack but then like a number of mishaps made the birthday girl think that they had a surprise birthday party for her. And so he was like, oh man, was I supposed to like give her a surprise too? (laughs) You know, like that sort of thing. It's just really cute and really funny. And I'm pretty sure I'm like the only person in the world who's watching it right now. So yeah. It's, it is ranked 30. You might be right. Yeah, exactly. I suspected as much. (laughs) So yeah, that's my, that's like the first one. My second one I want to mention is Akiba Made War. Have any of you guys watched that one? Will No, but Will, really Will has talked it. about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, so that Will's was, been trying to get us to watch it. That was really insane in a very good way. It's basically, so you know how Akibara used to be known for a lot of gain wars and gain activities, but now it's sort of more of like a nerdy place for a lot of people <laughs> yep. to gather. So they yeah. kind of merge the two ideas it's a nerdy place for it's a place for otakus because there's a bunch of maid cafes but it's still like game warfare. nerd gangs <laughs> it's game warfare because all the maids are basically gangs who are killing each other for like customers <laughs> and influence so the first episode is absolutely and utterly insane like i like i can't even describe it i did think it kind of got a little less interesting as the series has gone on but i am still enjoying it and it is just really unique i thought one of the funniest things that occurred from akiba made wars is when um is when uh, Watanabe-san from Studio Orange tweeted online where he was like, I am wondering what my friends were drinking when they pitched this idea. (laughs) (laughs) Because he also watched the first episode. He was like, I know these people. These people are my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that's the second one I want to mention. That one reached top 10 one time, but then it quickly fell off after that. So... Yeah. 
the third one, I it's more of like a personal favorite right now, but it is us. Uh, so I'm the uh, I'm the villainous, so I'm taming the final boss. Something that the girl Taku uh, ladies and I have been talking about or discovered is that we feel like when it comes to isekai for female protagonists, their stories tend to be a lot more creative in our honest opinion. Oh, yeah. Like cuz even in situations of like oh they got reincarnated into a villainous, the the trajectory of the story are very very different from each other. This a lot of people have already written this off as oh it's another Bakarina. It is nothing like Bakarina. Like it genuinely it is nothing like it. The girl in the main protagonist Eileen, she is extraordinarily like politically savvy and she is in comp- uh, so the opposite of in in many ways of the opposite Bakarina, where Bakarina is like very unaware of stuff going on, Eileen is like hyper aware of everything that's going on because she is so like socially uh, socially intelligent and uh, politically intelligent, and so she's very very involved with the story. That being said, the first arc, the pacing went a little too fast for my taste. I think that they definitely needed to slow down, but the second arc's pacing is just perfect like the right speed and it's really funny as well and i am just really i am actually very invested in the story i'm really excited for the next episode coming out because i think the plot like got better after the first arc so it that one oh go on Oh, no, no, I, I'm, I, you can finish, you can finish. Oh, I was I just going to mention that this one also did reach top 10 in the first week, but then dropped off after that. <laughs> yeah, it is on the rise. I remember seeing, uh, manga for this and i i I've, i have read it and so it's it is a good series and another one of those like uh a classic jamesism of i read the manga i really liked it i should watch the anime proceeds to never pick it up um i'll, I'll try to get around to watching it i actually <laughs> think season. if you've read the manga you don't actually have to watch the first arc the first arc actually kind of botched it at the end i would say uh mm. but you can just start at the second arc and the second arc both agnes and i agree has been just really really good so yeah <laughs> That's good. So another one I have on my list is Raven of the Inner Palace, which I did get our overlord interested in to start watching. So I guess there's that on my record. Um, but that one is a shoujo light novel adaptation. I've, I've already talked about it in Girl Taku, but it's it's just really good. It's It takes place in historical dynasty China, but in a sort of... Uh, there's fantastical elements to it and obviously not a very specific dynasty per se, but it is very obviously in China. Like it took place, it takes place in China. Uh, aside from just the overall like strangely historical accuracy, and I say strange because anime doesn't really prescribe to historical accuracy per se, but this like this one definitely does. So it's like that one's a net positive for me, but it is actually more of a mystery than anything else. Every um, every two episodes, I think, it's about solving a supernatural case and the human story behind it. So uh, I really like it. I think the characters have a lot of chemistry, and it's really hard to advertise on social media immediately, uh, admittedly. So that's why I haven't really pushed it as hard on social media, aside from like my weekly posts on Facebook, because it's not something that's very easily tweetable, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, but I really, really like that one. That one's definitely sort of the dark horse for me that just came out of nowhere and uh, in regards to how much I enjoy it. So, yeah. That sounds really interesting. I, I, you've, you've, I, I was initially, I didn't know very much about it. 
And so I just hadn't picked it up because I have, you know, not enough time, unfortunately, to to research every every show. But you've got me intrigued because I I enjoy reading the uh, the Apothecary Diaries, which is kind of a similar vibe of. I think it might be the same author or I forgot. It's it is very similar. Yes. And I do know this author in particular is like famous for writing those types of stories. So, yeah, if you like one, you'll probably like the other. (laughs) Cool. I'll I'll try to give it a shot then. Yay. Okay, so I promise I only have two more left, or three, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through them as quickly as I can, but this one I'll be really fast on. It's uh, Welcome to Demon School, Inuma-kun. Are any, have any of you guys watched it? Or any of you guys I watched season it? one. Okay, did you like it or no? It was fine. It was one of those where I'm like, oh, this is okay. I'd, I'd watch it if it, it, it was um, uh, Nick will get this. It's a very good Dak show, like it was a very good Dak show, but it's just not anything that I would watch alone. Like if I was, if, if someone was like, Hey, come on over, let's watch the show. I'd be like, Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. But if I'm alone and I get to pick, it's not one of the shows I'd pick to watch. That, that, that's a pretty fair assessment. I mean, like, like you're willing to show it to like a hundred strangers in a room. <laughs> yeah. It's got, a, it's got broad appeal. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and, you know, I think it's fine, but it just doesn't, it doesn't uh, grab me like a lot of other shows do. Yeah, so um, in that case, it might not be for you guys, but I am just personally enjoying that one a lot. I just think the show is really funny, and I think the characters are really cute, and like I said, it's my enjoyment of shows is very dependent on characters, so because I think all the characters are really cute and really funny, that makes me automatically more inclined to really enjoy it. But yeah, I'm really enjoying the third season, and I think at one point it did climb up, but then it dropped it off. Was, it managed 10. to make it to, I think, last week. Okay. Yeah, last week, because it's 11th and it only went down one spot. So last week it was number 10. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah, so I do know people are more aware of this one, but just wanted to shout it out because I did really enjoy it. Oh, the last episode made me laugh in particular because um, they went through their uh, infamous like training arc as all shonen you know, stories go through at one point, and... Uh, two of the characters, their training was literally working in customer service. <laughs> and they're like, there's no better training in hell than this. <laughs> I, I can only imagine what the hell version of of customer service is, considering that like retail working and customer service on earth is already hell yeah and so like one funny thing is one funny thing is all the characters from the misfit class which is like the class of protagonists were comparing like how bad each of their training were and the two characters that got customer training uh, or customer service training they're just like you have no idea what we had to deal with so <laughs> I just thought it was a very funny comment that universally it seems like everyone agrees customer service is hell. So <laughs> um, yeah, there was a really good tweet I saw once, uh, which was like a set of replies, and somebody asked the question like, "I wonder how you can hold so much hate in your heart," and the reply was just, "I work in a grocery store." <laughs> few people alive who enjoyed being a waitress when i was a waitress <laughs> i don't i mean I, I work i work customer service when i work at summer camp which i normally enjoy but sometimes there are people who have decided they are going to make your life miserable i mean but there's like a bit of fun in trying to figure out like why they're like that you know <laughs> no i want them to go away i want to go back to the people that are happy to be where that are happy to be here 
Yeah, well, anyway, like I said, I'm probably one of the few people who actually enjoyed being a waitress when I had worked. Anyway, my last two uh, I will mention is Bibliophile Princess. Um, I will mention it briefly. It is a very pretty uh, shoujo anime made by Madhouse. It's um, it's very cute and it's very wholesome. There's there's no really drama between the main relationship. So if you're looking for drama, this actually quite isn't it. But there is a bit of politics, surprisingly enough, which... I do like, but on the other hand, there are certain parts of the main characters where I'm just like, how does she survive per se? Because it's like she should know a little better. But anyway, it's it's overall really pretty. I actually really love the costume design. That is one thing in particular I've noticed because I've sort of started paying attention a little more to like character designs and costume designs since I've started watching YouTube videos of like uh, actual costume designers explaining like what the importance is in regards to the clothing com- of the characters. So, uh, Bibliophile Princess definitely gets it down. But if you're looking for that sweet shoujo romance that you've been missing in anime, like it's right here. That's Bibliophile Princess. All right, I'm looking. F- I'm looking forward to your Bibliophile Princess cosplay, Gracie. Oh no, no, no! I can't play her. Um, first of all, she's blonde and blue eyes, and I'm nowhere near that. And uh, wigs and contacts exist. Like, yep, that's but, pretty quick. I I found a wig. No, for no, 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 no! no. I can't this. wear contacts. Okay, Shaw is not here, but like, if Shaw was here, she would tell you the misery it went, she went through to try to get contacts in my oh. eyes. I'm not a contact person. So. Nah, poke yourself <laughs> in the eye. Do it. Beauty's pain. No, <laughs> I, I I've done a contact thing. Like I've tried wearing contacts like one time, and I was just like, no, I gave up after like maybe three weeks. It was just it's not terrible. It's time. terrible. <laughs> it just feels like my eyes are like getting cut and bleeding. It's it's not a fun. And thing. you can never like, or at least for me, I'm like terrified of like when I have itchy eyes. I'm like I can't touch it. <laughs> Dude, I know. Like I love touching my eyeballs. It's like <laughs> it's probably why I need, would need the glasses in the first place, but. Uh, just can't keep can't keep your hands off your eyeballs. I can't. No, that's why. I, I just <laughs> poke yourself. That's what the glasses are for to keep you from poking yourself in the eye intentionally. The glass, like, oh, that's right. I shouldn't do that. Like I do. That. <laughs> okay, so my last one, and I know we're reaching the hour, so I'm going to be fast on this mm-hmm. one as well. But it's a short. It's called um, "Play It Cool." And uh, basically, it's on Crunchyroll now, but it's around 10 minutes, so half an, half an anime episode each. Uh, but essentially what it is... Oh, Play It Cool, guys. That's the official name. Um, but essentially, it's about these four guys who are all very awkward and clumsy and sort of stumbling through life but it's just very relatable and so the four one of them is a college student another one is a high school student another one is an actual like workplace person and then a fourth one is a student in like a special schools i think he's learning like uh clothing design or something like that or fashion design that's what it was so he's learning fashion design and the four guys are strangers they're not related in any short uh shape or form but they live in the same area so um some of their actions will lead them bumping into one another which affects their lives in separate ways and so you follow one guy in each episode and sort of like all the cringy clumsy things they do that's really funny but also very relatable like one of them it was uh the high school boy he's really involved with basketball and like really wants to have a fun time with his friends and stuff like that so 
on like the day of a school festival, he decided to where I mean, sorry, not school sports festival on the day of a sports festival. Um, he decided to like pump himself up by listening to like music on his phone to like hype him like hype music. But then he forgot to um, plug in his earphones <laughs> into the phone. He's playing it out loud on the subway of all things. And he's like intensely like listening with not even realizing it's not coming out of his earphones and stuff. It's just these like small things. Another time is when he um forgot or he put on his like jersey inside out and he's just like I need to find a time to like flip it back out again before we take the picture but then he got swept up into the game and so he completely forgot about that and then took a picture with his like jersey inside out and it was like really obvious so um yeah it's just these really cute fun things and it's very wholesome so that's another one I wanted to shout out on because I don't think a lot of people know about it so yeah that sounds really cool, but also, uh, I was in Japan once, in the subway, wanting to listen to music, and did not realize that I did not have my headphones plugged in. <gasps> I wanted to die. I oh, wanted to jump out of a no. plane. Oh. I am... <laughs> uh, uh. Okay, so that might hit a little too hard for you, then. <laughs> It's it's one of those situations where like I'll laugh, but it's because I need to hide the tears. <laughs> I never want I never want that to happen again. What if I would rather like into it in like the worst possible way because like sometimes in New York you have some people who will get on the train and just start singing like a karaoke cover of like Frank Sinatra. Yeah, that that for money that doesn't work. But in Japan, what if you just did that in Japan, like unapologetically, just just to see people's reactions, like. Oh my god. Like, like you know how, like, the, like, the Eric Andre show is in New York, so it's, like, New Yorkers that kind of, like, ignore the crazy, but I'm just, like, imagining, like, that in Japan would be, like, actually, like... I would probably get arrested at the next everyone station. Everyone gets immediately arrested and just becomes, like, international incident. Like... Alright. Nick, I'm gonna... I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I know what song it was, too, and Nick, I think you're gonna laugh when you find it. It was the 80s version of the Senpai Club. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> of all the songs. Oh my god, no. Okay, so so Gracie, Senpai Club is, if you don't know this, Senpai Club is on, um, is a series on YouTube where it's like an independent, like animated kind of parody show. Mm-hmm. But the the theme song is like, basically like, insanely basic Japanese in like, mashup of English. Like, oh, as if no. this was like somebody who's like, only learn Japanese through like watching anime. Anime, <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's it is like all the lyrics are intentionally cringe, but the music is really well composed, and the animation is like re- okay. Gracie, you have seen Gaku and Handsome. Yes. Okay, everybody. When that show got announced, the first thing on almost every Western viewer's mind was, "Hey, they just took those designs from Senpai Club." Oh. <laughs> Oh yes. Um and they have they they do like a couple different versions of uh of the opening. And so they have a regular version and then they have one that's done in like the 80s style so they run it through a low pass filter and they um and they change the instrumentation. Uh it's really good. But also because it's intentionally it's cringe. Yeah, no, I mean like the the opening like I don't know if I could say it but it was like Ku-so-fa-ku-chikoku. Oh, no. It's like... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's like it's like live soccer. No, yeah, it's just it's uh, literally the opening line. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, the opening line is basically expletives, and then I'm late I'm for late school. For I school, have to run I'm with toast in my in mouth. mouth. I love Senpai Club. It's it's one of the funniest like it's one of the funniest projects I've ever seen because it, it's amazing. Oh God. I'm gonna have to just like also because like it's it's yeah. So I'll put it in the description. I'll put like I'll just put the link to Senpai Club. Yeah, no, that that literally was like the most gaijin thing you could have ever done, James. Like that's so. Funny. I, I would have. Oh yeah. my god, the worst. <laughs> All right, and on that fantastic cringe note, <laughs> thanks so much. What a way to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you want to hear more stories about my cringe life, uh, tune in in future episodes. Um, also, you know, go watch the shows that we're talking about. Give them an upvote. We'll see, uh, or not an upvote. Give them a vote on our charts. We'll see if we can make them move up the charts. Um, yeah, if you want more of this podcast, you can continue listening to whatever platform you're listening on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I don't, those are the two big ones. I think there's a couple sm- I think there's a couple of third-party um, other ones that also do podcasts. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are um, AnnieTrunsPod. Uh, I am at Konochioda on Twitter. Nick, you are... I'm at NikoTheNeko until I spend $8 and try to see which company I can cost $30 billion. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we should all, I think, uh, I think we should make AT&T lose $30 billion. <laughs> <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard about yes, that, right, Yes, I know. I support it completely. <laughs> I do too. We're, we're, basically, we're just saying, we're on Twitter until this platform dies, and then we'll have to, like, update, like, where we're going from there. Cause I already I have, have a Tumblr. It's okay. I made one like five years ago. I'll resurrect it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And uh, follow the Girl Taku podcast uh, at at Girl Taku. Girl Taku underscore at. <laughs> ah, Girl Taku at. Okay, yeah. there we go. But yeah, I promise I haven't been saying it incorrectly in all the previous episodes. Nah, I link fine. it correctly. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone, for having me back on again. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back. Bye.